The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and we got another awesome episode for you. Today is a very important question. How do I prepare files to be sent to an engineer, a producer? You know what? This question came up because one of my potential clients, someone hit me up on Instagram or emailed me. It happened a couple times. One on Instagram, one through email. I wanted to have me mix their music. And because I'm very actively a mixer, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm just teaching for fun. I, I mostly am an active mixer. And I get this question a lot. How do I prepare my stems? How do I prepare my sessions or whatnot? Um, and I actually have made in the last couple of years a PDF that goes through all the steps of how to prepare your files for me the way that I like it. So we don't have to worry about anything else and it works well. So I have this PDF file for free available on my website at store.dkmixes.com or you find the link again at links.dkmixes.com, D-E-E-K-E-I, Mixes. Um, And this is a free PDF. It's a mix prep guide PDF. Now I have this PDF available and as you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm in a different location. That's because I have officially moved to California in Los Angeles. So I am in Van Nuys. In this first month, I'm in an Airbnb until I can find a place in person. We were able to find a place and got accepted and everything, but because we weren't able to see it in location, we actually said no and decided to get an Airbnb for a month. So this is the temporary studio, and it's great. I'm working on headphones and mixed cubes. I got my ATCs to the side, but they're not even plugged in yet, and... uh, We'll see how it goes for the first little bit. But let me read from this mix preparation guide that I have created for you. Again, you can download it for free. All you have to do is enter in your email at my website. Okay, step number one, manage your expectations with your engineer. Have a conversation with the engineer over email about the direction of your song, what your expectations are, and if you have any specific must-have needs as far as processing or effects. We also highly recommend you send the engineer reference tracks of professionally mixed tracks you would like your tracks to sound similar to. Discuss and agree upon the deliverables that you will be expecting from your mix engineer, i.e. the number of mixes, type of mixes, for example, like a like a karaoke, instrumental mix, whatever, uh, clean mixes, what file format, dip, beth, dip bit depth, sample rate, and max dB peak that you will be want for mastering. It is good to finalize what you agree upon. It, sorry, it is good to finalize what you agree upon in an email so that it can be referred back to later. Common mix deliverables that I get asked from my clients often include a master, obviously, um, a vocal up mix if I want to do different revision, or if they if they want you know different versions of vocal down or vocal up, um, a backing track is pretty normal. Instrumentals are pretty normal. Uh, acapella is normal. Background acapella is normal. Clean versions are normal, and just the stems in general after you mix them is normal too. Um, you may not need or want any of these mix types, but it's good to get those cleared away. If you think, for example, if you're a rapper and you plan on doing the sh- the song live, you might want an instrumental or a karaoke version or something. Um, I'm assuming that you want to send a Pro Tools session. Now, if you want to send me, this is specific to me. 
if you want to send me a Pro Tools session, which is great, it's cool. A um, couple things. I don't have all the plugins you have. You don't have all the plugins that I have. So in order to do this, how do you get the plugins that you want? So the first misconception that I hear all the time is, oh, take off all your plugins. Now, some engineers will actually ask for this. In my opinion, I do not want you to take off all the plugins. You spent the time to get it to a specific vibe, and I want to see what you're going for, and it's also, it also saves me a lot of time. I can just add on plugins instead of starting from scratch. So I actually like it when you leave on the plugins, but if there's any unnecessary plugins, like I get this all the time, you have a compressor on there, but you obviously don't know how a compressor is used. Or you have an EQ on there, and you obviously don't know how to use an EQ, and you obviously didn't listen to the turned on and off because it didn't make it sound better. But uh, it's all subjective, or it's all relative, because you know what, you may have done that EQ on purpose. You may have done that compression on purpose. And the thing is, please leave your plugins on if you did it on purpose. Now, if you did it because a YouTube channel told you to do it, please, you probably want to take it off. But if you did it on purpose because you like the way that it sounds, then leave it on. I'll tell you if, we, if I want dry stems, if I want dry versions, which does happen. I get a vocal that you thought was good, but there's something wrong with it, and I can't quite get it right or something like that, and I'll ask for the dry stem, and that's fine. That's all right. That's really easy to do. Um, but delete any plugins that aren't important, that are not vital, um, in my opinion, like things like, uh, for example, a lot of times compression and EQ that you don't know what it sounds like you didn't do on purpose, you just did it because someone told you to, could be deleted, right? Um, and if you have plugins that I might not have, then commit the files, print the files, print the stems. Um, on Pro Tools, you can just right-click on the track and commit the file. It'll actually print it. Uh, freezing is not reliable. It does not always work. Sometimes you freeze it and you send it over. It's still not frozen for some reason. So make sure that you commit the files to whatever DAW you're using. If you're using, a, well, I guess if you're using a different DAW and you're not sending me a DAW, then you're going to commit the files anyway when you bounce the stems, right? Um, this is very important. Um, I would love, I love consolidation of files. So it says, if you have five different tracks for a single guitar take, you might want to bounce those down to a single track in mono or stereo if it was, if it was panned, right? Unless there's a specific reason to spread the instrument across the stereo field. Um, this is important. This is important. Um, I, and this isn't just for instruments, this is for vocals too, especially for vocals. I really don't like it when... This happens sometimes. When I get sent a bunch of stems, let's say 10, 15 vocal stems, and the lead vocals, the ad-libs, the dubs, the extraneous effects are all on every single track. Some leads are on the verse, maybe verse one is on track two, or half of verse one is on track two, and half of verse, the second half of Verse one is on uh, track three, and also the chorus is half the chorus is on track four, and and you know what I'm saying it gets really really complicated. So you need to consolidate your files. That means organizing your files, renaming them, and if you have a bunch of ad libs, you can probably fit your ad libs on one or two tracks, not on fifteen. And if you have your lead vocals, you don't need to send me verse one and verse two as separate tracks unless you want a different effect. You can put verse one and verse two on a single track. You could probably the only track that I would recommend doing separate is chorus because I do like to treat the chorus a little bit different from the vocals, let it pop out a little bit more. But even if you send me all the lead vocals on a single track, that's okay because I can cut it and duplicate and and create another track. 
which is way easier than dealing with figuring out how to work 15 to 20 to 100 tracks of your vocals, right? So if you have, let's say, 15 guitars in a rock song, and most of them are rhythm guitars, sure, your engineer might ask for them separate, but for me specifically, I might prefer it to be consolidated. If you know that there's a couple guitar parts that are supposed to be blended a specific way that you like the blend of it, send me the blend. Don't send me them separate, please, right? Uh, This is very often... um, a problem. So I would love organization, make things faster. And to be honest, I should be charging extra if you do not consolidate your files or rename your files, right? Uh, This is a very important thing that is missed often. Number four is name your tracks logically. Okay, this is so easy. I'm going to give you a hint right now. If you want to send me files, let's say stems, so you don't want to send me a Pro Tools, let's say you're using a different program and you have to send me stems, like you're using Logic and you bounce down all the files. Make sure when you bounce down everything, you create a new folder. And the folder is the name of the song and your artist's name. And inside the folder is the name of the tracks. Now, do not start naming the tracks the name of the song. I do not want to see Shake Your Bum Bum, Hi-hats, shake your bum bum snare, shake your bum. I don't want to see the name of the song on the tracks. I just want to say, see, hi-hat one, guitar one, synth one, vocal one, vocal two, or whatever, lead, vocal lead two. You know, keep it concise, keep it easy to see. If you name the track the name of the song, then that song is going to go up on every single track, and there's no point of naming anything else because that's all I'm going to see is just the first half, which is the name of the song. So... Don't name it the name of the song. Put it in a folder that has the name of the song so I can organize it, right? Specifically for me, this is not for any other engineer that I know of. This is specific for me. If you are sending me files, I also like it when all the file names are under lowercase because the only thing when, I, when someone needs stems, I have all of my buses in uppercase, all uppercase. So if I have my individual stems in lowercase, it's really easy for when I send clients mixes that... The lowercase ones are the individual stems, and the uppercase ones are the buses. And I do a lot of processing on buses themselves, so it's really nice to take care of that. All right, finish the editing and cleaning process. This is specific to mix engineers, not just me. This is kind of all around, but especially for me. Mix engineers are not your editors, okay? Mastering engineer is not your editor. You need to take care of all that editing. If you have, this happens all the time send me totally empty blank tracks. It says synth number two, and you decided to mute it, so it's not even there, and synth number two is still a track that I had to import, but it was absolutely empty. That's a good example of editing that you need to do. Also, I do not want to comp. That means I don't want to look at five takes of your vocals and pick the best take. That's not the mix engineer's job. That's the producer, recording engineer. The, that's your job or whoever comes before the recording, right? But if you're sending it to a producer, you might want, he might ask for the different takes. But for mixing or mastering engineer, obviously for mastering because it's already done by then, mix is already done by then. I don't want to comp. I don't want to edit. I don't want to do anything. I just want to import and start mixing. Everything should be very easily labeled, very nicely labeled. Just want to, you're, you're, the point is when you send me files, I want it to be as easy as possible. Okay. Let's do number six, double check track levels. Now this one gets, um, a little confusing, but this is important. I want your tracks to be loud. Obviously I don't want them to be peaking, but I want them to be loud. There is an option on when you export 
in logic, it says normalization. Now the default is for overload protection only. Now when you export, you should say off. Normalization is horrible. It's bad. That means they're going to turn up the volume until the loudest part of the track is barely clipping, um, which is okay. That's awesome. But when the kick drum gets turned up 2 dBs and the snare gets tr turned up 1 dB and the vocals get turned up 6 dBs, it just ruins the entire point of the tracks that you sent me. Because when I get them, hopefully they're at the volume that you mixed them at. That the reference that you mix them at. And sure, I want them to be loud, obviously not clipping. I don't want any normalization. The moment you normalize, the moment you're going to ruin your balance that you had. I want to hear your balance. I want to hear what you were going for. Turn off normalization when you bounce in Logic. And I don't know if any other DAWs do that as a default, but for some reason the default in Logic is to turn on normalization. So turn that off. Okay, number seven. Export tracks and stems. There's a couple of really important things. I, 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 on the PDF, I say make sure normalization is off. And this is huge. This is huge. This is so big. This is such a big F up. I cannot mix it if you don't do this. You need to highlight whatever DAR you're using in Pro Tools. You need to highlight the entire section, the length of the song, and the same thing with Logic. You need to export, even if you only have one hit at second 30, and it's just one snare fill or something like that and for the rest of the three minute song that's it i want you to bounce the entire three minute song all the way from beginning to end for every single file so each one when lined up is let's say it's three minutes and two seconds each file should be three minutes and two seconds long each file should be exactly the same because this happens all the time a lot of these programs don't bounce stems in a way that it, it, they bounce stems where it only bounces where there's actively playing audio. When I import those files that are all different file sizes, they all shoot up to the front. They don't tell me exactly where it is, and then I have to line them up, figure out where the heck verse 2 is, and figure out how where the vocal is. Nah, bounce every single file that length so I don't have to figure out and move any files. This is big. This is so big. Make sure all your files are the same length. Okay. Um... Note any critical session info. To be honest, if you're sending me just stems, if you're sending me a beat, then I would like to know the key and the BPM. Okay, that's the only really the info that I would like to know. Anything else, for example, like uh, the f file rate, bit depth, sample rate, everything like that, I don't care as much, although it's nice to have. It's better to be overprepared than underprepared, especially if you're sending it to somebody else, right? Um, last thing. Organize your files and info. I already talked about this. Put it in a folder that is the name of the song and your artist's name, and make sure your tracks are organized. Everything should be organized. Everything should be cleared away. All expectations should be set. Please make my job easy. Um, I will say no or charge you extra. And most people will say no or charge you extra. That's normal. That's expected. If you get charged extra because you made the mix engineer edit, that is not weird. That's not rude. That's your fault. You could have done that yourself. Now, that being said, if you are willing to pay extra, I am willing to comp your vocals. And I am willing to tune up your vocals more than just a regular auto-tune. Yes, I am willing to do that. But you better be ready to pay extra. Okay, there's a website that I want to recommend. Um, WeTransfer.com is a free website where you can send up to 2 gigabytes of files for free. What a great way to send and engineer your files. You put it in a folder, you zip it up, or maybe you don't even zip it up because it's already in a folder. You throw it onto wetransfer.com, you send them an email, and in the email you, you write a little message. This is the sample rate, this is the PPM, this is the uh, 
the key of the song, and these are some reference tracks. Boom, all in one spot. How easy is that? Amazing. And then you get notified when I download the files because you sent it through WeTransfer and they notify when people download files. It's amazing. It's great. The only thing about WeTransfer is the link does expire. The, the files do expire after a couple weeks. Um, but I mean, other options are like Google Drive or Dropbox or something like that. I hate Dropbox on a personal level. Do not send me Dropbox files. I mean, it's okay to send me Dropbox files. I will not send you Dropbox files. I hate. I have a personal vendetta against Dropbox. Um, it's amazing. It's great. And lastly, if you have any questions, just ask your engineer. It's okay. It's better to set expectations early, be annoying early, than to be annoying later when you're already working on it. So if you have any questions, ask ahead of time. Ask ahead of time. That's very important. Um, again, if you're sending songs, if you're sending me, it's because I use Pro Tools. Let's say you use, uh, maybe your producer uses Logic. Okay, Logic is really great because all of the audio files are saved in the Logic file. In Pro Tools, all of the audio files are saved in the audio files folder. So you cannot send just the Pro Tools session. If you send just the Pro Tools file, it'll set up and send me the session with your plugins, but it won't send the audio file, so it'll say unable to read. So make sure that you zip up the folder that contains the audio files folder, the bounce files folder, the session, and the autosave backups, everything. That entire folder with all that information, make sure you zip that into a folder and send me that. Again, when in doubt, when you don't think that they have your plugins or I don't have your plugins, render them. You can freeze them. Freezing is not as reliable, but commit them, render them, commit. Okay. And for reals, don't turn off any plugins that you did on purpose. It's, I don't want to start over from scratch. I want to know what you were going for. You make my job easier when I get to use your plugins. Also, you listen to music. You can't be that bad. <laughs> so go ahead and trust yourself and send me some projects. Again, if you want to send me a session, you can always request a quote from me. I give discounts all the time uh, based on various different things. You can request a quote at dkmixes.com. Um, and again, you can download this free PDF. It's totally free, free PDF that you can send to your clients if, you, if you're a mixer yourself or if you're a producer that you want to send files to everybody. You can have this free PDF from store.dkmixes.com. Thanks for listening. Happy mixing and stay saucy, my friends. One, two, three. If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.